Welcome to the Crystal Says Let's Chat You and Me podcast, where every conversation is honest, inspiring, humorous, sometimes controversial, but always what you want to talk about. Your host is Crystal Haynes, a Christian author, speaker, and consultant. Join the conversation as she speaks on life, love, and everything in between. Let's listen in. What are we chatting about today? Hello, my loves. Okay, are you ready for this episode? No, seriously, are you ready for this episode? I sure am. Why? Well, because today I get to chat with none other than Kate Warman, the inspirational speaker, the popular relationship coach, the host of the Heart of Dating podcast, and wait, wait, now author of her very first book, Thank you for rejecting me. Why shouldn't I be geeking out right now? So without further ado, Kate, please say hello to the people. Oh my gosh, Crystal, I have a big smile on my face. Thank you for that (laughs) epic introduction, girl. You're welcome. (laughs) I love it. I'm honored. I'm happy to be here. Let me tell you, I got your book and I, I looked at it and it was like, This book is very relatable. I'll tell you right now. I'll just jump right in. I definitely had a bikini moment. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yes, you did. And I I wanted to do it for years. When you guys get the book, because I know you're going to get the book, right? Right? Um, When I decided, you know what? You know that song, Kate? Itsy bitsy, uh, teeny weeny, yellow polka dot bikini. Yes. (laughs) There was like a Yo Play commercial and it had that playing all the time. I remember that. I remember that. And I kept saying, I want to wear a bikini too. I am plus size, but they say, you know, it doesn't look good. And and I'm like, you know what? Forget all of that. I'm going to wear what I want to wear. So I didn't get a yellow one. I got a red one. A red polka dot. You better. You better get a red polka dot. That's and so many mouse of you, girl. I love it. Yes. <laughs> and it was so old school. It was like the high-waisted um, halter top tie in the back. And I was just like, I feel like one of those pinup girls. I don't want to be a pinup girl, but I'm just saying. It looked like one of those. And I was super nostalgic and excited to wear it. Of course, the first time I wore it, it was not in this country. <laughs> first, I like to test the waters in a country I don't live in where no one yes. knows me. <laughs> Oh my god. Exactly. I went away and then I debuted the photo on my Instagram when I came back. And it was like, what took me so long to do this? Because it was not a problem. Yes. And then I love that. Exactly. And then guess what? Here's the kicker. The website that was selling the bathing suits saw my photo and sent me a message to ask me if they can put it on their website as an no. app. I was like, you're like out of town. Oh my gosh, look at that. What in the world? That is a exactly. You're like, I was never going to purchase this bikini. I did. I tested it out somewhere else. You know what? I started owning myself. I put it on my Instagram. And then the brand reached out and wanted exactly. to be girl, yes. Come on. That's called owning yourself in the bikini. No matter what size and shape you are. I love it. Exactly. And I am fabulous. So (laughs) so, um, 
So I, 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 because you know what, talking with you just feels like we can talk forever. Um, but I know we have some things that we really need everyone to hear about. Um, because you mentioned so many good things in your book that would be helpful to so many people. So the first question I want to bring up to you is <sighs> we live in crazy times, right? <laughs> yes, so, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> No other way to put that. Um, What role does today's ever-changing and increasingly superficial culture, I mean, surface level, um, play in the rejection that many people experience, women and men? Because, you know, not only women get rejected, guys do too. Yeah. I love this question because... I actually started the book out with talking about body shame and insecurity and also self-hatred. And the reason why I started my book with these chapters is because you're like, oh, book on rejection. Why are you talking about that? Well, because I actually think one of the biggest problems with rejection is not just external rejection, but internal rejection. Um, And it's often derived through things like body image and insecurity and also just bits of self-hatred. And the way our culture is changing so much so, it perpetuates this these ideas and a constant um, line of comparison. And there's just so many things that are vying for our attention, telling us to be this and not to be that, and that you're too much or no, you're not enough or change this and don't change that and blah, 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 blah. How can you ever catch up? And what happens is no matter who we are, we have formed some sort of view and identity around uh, you know, what culture has told us mixed with our upbringing, our, the people in our life, our parents, all of those things. But culture these days is changing so much. I mean, we are really right now, Crystal, in the age of the digital era, you know, like mm-hmm. be, more than any time we've ever been in our lives, especially with COVID where it's like, okay, Zoom meetings are like constantly a thing now. I mean, Everything and I'm grateful online. for that. You know what I mean? I'm like, great. I'm so grateful. I can do a lot of my business online and I can meet people on Zoom and and like, that's great. I miss people in real life, but everything is virtual. And with that, there's also a lot of virtual competition, you know? And so um, we get more access to information, more access to data, more access to um, what to do and what not to do very quickly. And so I think the the reality is these standards are also, the information we're getting is a lot. It's a plethora of information, but not only that, a lot of the information we're getting is constantly changing. If you think about just the idea of body image, body image alone, that standard has changed so much through time like it's it's crazy to think like in the 20s the 1920s we're in the 2020s right but yeah. 1920s um the the most ideal form for a woman at that time was somebody who is bored thin straight thin no boobs like flat chested and you know look almost boyish in the body I type. made it what was that i would not have made it girl yeah i love you <laughs> Well, I mean, it's, that is like, I mean, here's the deal. We all have specific body types, like that, even that imagery of like that body type, like we all just have different body types. My body type was never that either. Like just with zero curves at all. And some people just were born like that. You know, I have a friend who's like, um, who identifies more with that body type and, but that's hard for her because today that body type isn't quite as revered. Somebody with zero curves, zero boobs, you know, we have plastic surgery and people are getting implants now 
just all the things. But yeah. so that's in the 1920s. Then you go into like, you know, in the 60s where people accentuated their waist and you had high-waisted skirts and like the curves were actually like more popular in those times. And these are just in the last 100 years. Uh, then you think of the 70s, their body style changed then. You think of today, there's so many different competing body images to look at. I mean, we have... We have anywhere from the Victoria's Secret models who have, have babies and then go on the runway in like a month, which I'm like, whose body even does that? Like that <laughs> seems impossible. I have no, that seems superhuman. And to even think, even for men to think that that's possible is like, okay, that's like one in a million, everybody. Okay, that's not everyone's whole, body. That's a whole back other episode. Yeah, <laughs> that was a whole that's other thing. episode with it, men delusional. Yeah, oh. For sure. And that it also affects that, right? But then on the other hand, you have like the Kardashians and accentuated extreme curves of things where I'm like, how is that even possible? Like, you know, like some of that is like, wait a second, wait a second here. Um, so needless to say, like it's, and it's changing for men too. Like, uh, you know, back in the day, um, skinnier versions of guys used to be more popular. Now, like people like The Rock is are revered, and his body type is like you know this really really extreme strength and muscles. And anyway, I'm camping on the body image thing because I think that when it comes to our culture and the ever changing standards and the technology of today, we're constantly being fed information, and a lot of that information really contributes to how we see ourselves, and we it just leads to a lot of comparison, which then leads to self rejection. It's oh my gosh, like I'm never going to be enough or I'm going to be too much of this thing. And so I'm always trying to fit some sort of standard and it's never, I'm not, I may arrive to some capacity and then it changes and then I'm trying over here again. And so what we have to do is break it down and say, well, what defines beauty for me? What defines my ethics here? What, um, who am I? And like, who am I trying to become? Who am I today? And who am I trying to become? And we have to answer those questions in order to really be able to combat society's ever-changing standards and the um, influence of social media and technology, which let's be honest, like it, there's beauty to it. And also there's danger to it. But the reality is technology is not going to change. And the culture is just moving more and more in that direction for better or worse. I don't even know what it would be like to be a teenager today with TikTok and Instagram, like I, d I did not have that when I was a preteen. And I can't imagine mm -hmm. if I had that at that age, you know, like where I could constantly see people using filters and editing themselves. If I was 13, that would mess with my mind, girl. So this is, these are hard factors and I'm kind of going on tangents here, but I, I think that we have to be more aware than ever of how culture and media and these changing standards are affecting us. <laughs> I would I would totally agree with what you said and I can say now the all the filters and all of that that affects us as an adult. So yes. That's yes. I mean it's, it's there. But you said something um about how the the experience right now and it how it leads to self-hatred. And then I was just thinking, I said it does lead to self-hatred um and then that leads to self-sabotage. So when we yes. look at forms of rejection um and and this episode is about dating we tend to if we're if we're looking at self-hatred and then comes alongside self-hatred is self-sabotage you tend to inadvertently or unconsciously or subconsciously rather start doing things and behaving in certain ways that would then foster the environment for 
a rejection yes. or for a split or for some for something that may not yes. have occurred had you not been so hard on yourself yep. you know and and i think that part of that this this culture and society it has us all screwed up <laughs> in a way yeah I yeah mean, you mentioned about all the information that's out there i mean we have more information than ever before access rather we have more yes. access to this information but not all that information is correct. And that's the problem. I noticed that a lot of incorrect information, just because it's creatively um, creatively done, mm-hmm. it goes viral. And yes. people don't take a moment for the most part to really think about what they're reading on a meme, what they're hearing um, yep. in, a, in a little video, because it's quick, it's short, it may be funny. It's a soundbite, yep. Or a so- yes, exactly. Or it hits them in their emotional state at that moment, and then it spreads like wildfire. But if you stop and take a moment to really digest what you're looking at, what you're reading, what you're hearing, you can then really make a, a decision of, hmm, do I really agree with that? No, I don't. Do I really agree with that? Yes, yes, I do. And these are the reasons why. I think processing is, yes. is something that's missing and, and, and that leads to a lot of what we face. But you mentioned about, first, let's, let's, let's talk about this right here. The yes. word thank you and the word rejection, they don't necessarily go on dates <laughs> together. Um, <laughs> so true, girl. Yep. And so you have that there. So what you're giving, I think, leads to a healthy perspective of understanding what rejection is and then how we deal with it. With that being said, what does it mean to discover your own true belonging? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I love this question. And yeah, it's not always that you say thank you in the wake of rejection. My heart is that over time, pressing through the pain and really clinging to the truth of your identity um, and knowing and surrendering and knowing that there is there are better plans for you in life and that everything is weaving ger- together for a greater tapestry and a mosaic of your life that is being perfectly worked out um, just as it should be. And perfectly is obviously a nuanced term. It's not perfect maybe in your mind's eye, but it will like be all the way it should be. And I know that sounds like, oh, well, that sounds really <laughs> like it. But truly, like you will realize through processing your rejections that through time and going through the pain of healing from it, feeling the pain to heal the pain that through time you will arrive somewhere you never thought possible. Through time you will see, oh my gosh, like if I hadn't dealt with that, if that thing hadn't happened, then I wouldn't have had this time in my life to have to have space actually to find a passion that I never knew was in my heart and be able to have the moments and the time to cultivate that passion and start something or do something about it. Or if that hadn't happened, I wouldn't have had the opportunity to to find out these things about myself that I needed to find out. I needed to rediscover these parts of my heart or this revealed something that needed healing. Um, but here's the deal, when it comes to belonging, I think that so often um, we need to find our own sense of belonging first and foremost before anything else, because otherwise what we're doing is we're just running around the world looking to fit in and fitting in is not belonging. Fitting in is abandoning our identities for the sake of some sort of superficial like from a person that will never be able to make you feel happy and loved for the rest of your life. You know, you better so, say that thing. yeah, girl. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, that's 
fitting in and fitting in and belonging are different things. Belonging we can actually first find, first and foremost, when we know and accept and love ourselves. Um, and that looks like, well, who are you? And who did God create you to be? And what are the unique parts that make you who you are? Um, do you know those things? Do you, when it comes to dating, do you know what you have to offer to a relationship? Um, are you confident in those things? Do you stand firm and strong in those things? Um, but also more than that, do you know what your convictions are? Do you know what you stand for? Do you know what you stand on? So that in conversations, when your conviction arises, you can stand up for those things. You can feel confident about that because you know, that is my conviction. This is my value. This is something I want to fight for in my life. And so if we don't have our own set, but if we stand for a conviction, but we don't have our own sense of belonging, then if somebody doesn't agree with our conviction, we feel personally attacked. We're like, oh, you don't feel, you don't agree with me. And therefore you're rejecting me. No, they just disagree with you. You don't need to make them believe what you believe. You can confidently share your heart though, and be at, you know, share your convictions without judging that person or trying to make them come to your side. Actually, that's a total tangent, but that's, I see what a lot is going on in our <laughs> culture today is that we are full of opinions and we are just, because we, um, we're, we're trying to basically shove our opinions down everybody's throats. <laughs> <laughs> and if they don't accept it, we are like, we take it as our personal vendetta. Like either you are now rejecting me as a whole person, or I am not going to take no for an answer. And I'm going to like come bulldoze you until you agree with me. And that's not belonging. And that's all that's that at all, you know? So we need to know who we are. We need to stand firm on the things that make us who we are. This chapter in the book I call sorry, not sorry. Uh, and ha shout out to Demi Lovato because uh, who wrote oh my the gosh, song yes. party not sorry but we need to learn how to be sorry not sorry for certain things such as who we are who god uniquely wired us to be the beautiful ways that we function and our personality and our joys and our passions and our convictions and when we can stand firm on those things we don't have to look around about like someone not liking me on the internet or my body type being different from this person it doesn't matter because i'm not trying to be everybody else i'm only trying to be me you know Absolutely. And, but in the being me, of course, there's always a betterment. There's always a becoming. Who am I becoming? So once you know who you are, you still are constantly taking steps forward. We're not using the sorry, not sorry. And I'm belonging to myself to never grow and just stay stunted and, and closed minded. No, we're always in a, in a posture of growth, but really belonging to ourselves is saying, I know who I am today. And I know the direction that I'm walking in. And I'm humble to admit that sometimes I, I mess up along the way. Um, and I think even being able to admit and be humble to apologize and admit when we're wrong comes from truly a place again of knowing who we are, um, which also is imperfect beings, man, this is such a complex dialogue, but that's kind of some of my thoughts when it comes to learning how to belong versus trying to fit in with culture and society. <laughs> you know, what comes to mind thinking about the two words belonging and then fitting in. Uh, one is a word, one is a phrase. Um, fitting in mm. to fit something. Sometimes uh, it's yeah. not made for that area. So you have to cut, conform, squish, mold. Mm. You have to do so much work where it's outside of its natural nest to to get into a space. However, wow. belonging, it's made for it. It's already created for that thing or that person to be there. It's just like putting a square 
in a round hole, you cannot fit that there, but a square in a square space, it was made for that. It belongs in that space. Yes, that's where it's good, it is. So, Reach that. Like, yes. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> um, well, so it's taking that ownership, that ownership, that owning your true belonging. It's taking that ownership of this is who I am. These are the areas I recognize about myself. Hey, this is who I am. I know that I can improve in these particular areas. But I also know that in this particular area, I bring this. I bring this value. I am worthwhile here. So whereas rejections might have come, that's okay. Because I may not have been a belonging you know, for that particular relationship, that particular friendship, that particular um, job. You, you know what I mean? I may not have belonged for that, yeah. but yes. I'm grateful that I didn't try to fit where I didn't belong. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's just yeah, like a that. lot that's to so think cool. about. <laughs> it's a lot to think about. And I think it's worthwhile that we have our moments to really um buckle down and, and, and get through these things. Um, Oh my goodness. I didn't realize just how fast time is going, but I'm so excited. Uh, (laughs) I know me too. I actually, I just, the last comment I'll just make on that is like, that's so true. Especially even when it comes to dating girl, like it's like, I always say to people, if you put yourself out there and that person isn't interested in you, it does not just because they're not interested doesn't mean you're not interesting. It just isn't the right fit. They, like you just said, like that's not, you're not meant to fit with every person. You're not meant it's to true. be with every person, marry every person. You're hopefully going to marry one person, you know? Child? And so, so <laughs> that, like to the point you're making, I'm like really resonates when it comes to dating. When someone's like devastated, they put themselves out there and it, it didn't work out. I totally get the disappointment. Hey, I'm single. I get it. I, I, wow, I do. But the same time it's you know you don't want to convince anyone to fit with you or try to, to inform yourself so that you can be the the peg that fits into their hole you want somebody exactly. who sees the whole of you and embraces the whole of you just as you are mm-hmm. exactly um don't make me start singing that john legend song yes um, <laughs> <I love you. laughs> so, okay so this right here makes me think about this next question that i have Um, do you think based on the superficial culture we talked about and Mm. the lack of understanding of our own belonging, do you think that leads to or impacts our dating lives so much so that we would confuse what dating for fun is Mm. and what dating for a purpose is? Ooh, this is yes. Okay. (laughs) Give me a little more under that one because I want to know what your your heart a little bit more is for the because I have a lot of thoughts. (laughs) Okay. So I'm thinking that when we look at the superficial culture and that we don't understand our own belonging, our own value and take ownership of ourselves, we would not identify what dating for fun looks like because dating for fun, you know, you're, you, you're not saying, okay, I'm going to date you and it better end up in marriage, right? It's, (laughs) you're doing I won't say serial dating, but you're meeting new people and Mm -hmm. you're enjoying your times together, but you're also upfront with these same people. Yes. They on their own are dating for a purpose. They need to know, Hey, I'm just here trying to see what I'm interested in. So that's really what 
dating for fun is, right? And then you have the dating with a purpose. If you are hung up on the superficial culture and you are stuck in self-sabotage, you are in your head, very cerebral, but it's nothing good up there because you don't understand your own self and belonging, how then can you know the purpose for which you're dating, even though you say you're dating for a purpose. You know, it you you tend to hang it up on, well, if I get married, if this person chooses me, all my problems are solved. And it's just like, whoa, buddy. Yeah. That's how it works. It, and it's also a little detrimental for when you date for fun, but you're again stuck up on the superficial, you have the self-sabotage, and you don't understand your own self for that belonging aspect we talk about, then you how can I put it for lack of a better term you date messy yeah that's good girl <laughs> so date messy. My, man, my thought of this is that there can be a balance of both I I really want to come onto the scene here to say like hey you guys dating can be enjoyable and wonderful and you know fun to an extent I enjoy dating I would say I have so much fun dating today um albeit yes there's disappointment and frustrations but also I'm dating with a purpose and I'm also God has purposed me as an individual and so um I think it's very important to know that you are first and foremost purpose as an individual purpose as a single that you are no less of a human person or that you have no less purpose on this planet just because you are married, that there is a reason you are here in this current season of your life exactly as you are, and that you can do incredible, wonderful, beautiful, miraculous things in this time in your life. And you can love the bump out of this season. Like you can love it so much this time in your life. In fact, you know, I speak to so many married couples who are like, I love being married and man, I like miss those days of the freedom and time I had as a single, just going around. I could go to Starbucks. I could go on a weekend trip whenever, like I didn't have to tell anybody, like it was just me and, um, and, and, and me and myself and my friends. And I had so much flexibility, but, um, I You're think right the, on that. Yeah, I think the reality is that we can kind of speak in, or that we can kind of um, uh, show up in dating in such a way where we can actually both enjoy it and find purpose within it. There's definitely a balance. And the balance for me, I think, looks like knowing, oh my gosh, okay, who am I? And what is my intention in dating? And this is so different for every person. So am I dating right now with the um, purpose to um, like fill this void in my heart? Am I dating right now with some sort of mentality that is to say, I want somebody so that I feel that's less lonely, so that I feel more validated, so I feel more whole, so that I don't have these questions about myself anymore. If that's your purpose, you're going to, right now, if that's your true intention, then you're going to be sorely disappointed when you actually date because there's no person on the planet that will make you feel all, the, that will fill those voids for you. There's it's nobody. It's not their responsibility. No, it's not their responsibility at all. But there are a lot of people who are doing that, whether or not they really admit to it I think this is where you have to have an ultimate heart check of like what are why are you really dating are you dating out of a scarcity mindset versus abundance mentality are you like I'm in my 30s and I have to find someone I have to because everyone else is getting married and there's nobody going to be left for me and my eggs are gonna it's not gonna work out for me if I'm blah 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 yeah gonna have powdered eggs 
Yes, exactly. Are you are you dating out of scarcity? So then, therefore, you cling on to things more quickly, or you overlook red flags because you're like, I I just have to find somebody or something, or I have to make something happen. You know what I mean? So we, or even in scarcity, you could also have a very cynical mentality that there's nobody good out there and that all guys suck. And anyway, the point being is, I I've do have a girl. Yeah. What was I it? To, I bounced back. Yes. I bounced back real quick because yes. I had to mentally check myself. Yes. <laughs> I had to mentally check myself. But sometimes, I mean, that's what emotions are. They are momentary. You, you know, they're in the moment. This is how you feel. But then you can't stay there. Yeah. You really can't. Um, yes, that's good. Yep. I have a question for you. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, so, could you tell me what does dating for fun look like? look like? And what does dating for a purpose look like? So here's my, oh my gosh, I, I wish I could give you like, um, I could talk about this forever. So here's what I think um, a lot of people do wrong. I think, especially in the Christian world, I think a lot of people go from uh, single, dating, engaged, married. And I actually want to insert a fifth stage into this process and want to recommend the book, How to Get a Date Worth Keeping by Dr. Henry Cloud. Such a good book. Dr. Henry Cloud is the man and he <laughs> did a lot of research in this book and it's just so, so good and very practical and easy to read. But, okay, so instead of being single, dating, engaged, married, I want to insert the reality of a new step. Single, dating, relationship, engaged, married. So here's why I'm putting this here. I think a lot of people, especially Christians, go from dating to engagement. And they go, I go on a date with someone, I go on a second date with someone, and now I'm exclusive with that person. And all of a sudden, but really, I don't know this person at all. Um, I don't know anything about them. I haven't had any time to introduce them to people in my life. I don't know if I can trust them yet, but now I'm just here already committing to them in terms of a relationship <laughs> and being exclusive without actually getting to know this person. Uh, just because I'm jumping in the boat two feet and some may people People may say that's noble. I say that's unwise, actually, uh, because I think you need a little bit more time to really get to know someone than that. So the reason I say that there's this fifth stage, which is the relationship stage smack dab in the middle, is I believe that the dating stage is to figure out if you want to be in a relationship with that perfect person. The yeah. relationship stage is the stage to figure out if you want to get engaged to that person. So instead of going from dating to then we, we meld dating and relationship as one and the same. And I believe that they really are distinctly different. So to talk about dating with a purpose and dating for fun, I believe that could absolutely happen in the actual dating phase. And I believe the way you do that is you, you can date and enjoy the process of getting to know someone without putting the pro the pressure on a first date or a second date, or even a third date that this needs to be somebody that you are marrying or that you need to know a hundred percent. I actually think we need to take a deep breath and say, it's okay. If I don't know yet, I need to pay attention to what I'm feeling. I'm not here to waste anyone's time. I'm going to pay attention, but I'm also going to give it time and really see, do I genuinely enjoy this person? What can I learn about myself? What can I learn about somebody else? Um, okay. What are you saying? Yes. <laughs> are you saying that on the first date, I am not supposed to 
mm-hmm. you know, show you the wedding dress that I have picked out and yeah, girl. <laughs> um, tell you the destination and like, like, why not? Like, that's no, just oh kidding. Oh my gosh, I love you. <laughs> well, a lot of people are that. doing that. Oh my gosh, girl, girl they go on a first date like, and they're like, oh my gosh, he's the one. I'm like, how do you know? You said all of the five steps. And as you're saying that, I'm thinking, but that's what I thought all along. You mean other people aren't thinking the same <laughs> the same thing? No. Like, no. It's <sighs> that that's crazy to me. Yeah. That's, no, that's but crazy to me. So many people are dating that way. Um, but the thing is, yeah, you're dating with intention. You're dating to see if I want to be in a relationship with this person. I'm not dating to just pass the time. I'm not dating to just get free meals. That would be dating without a, a purpose and that's not honoring to another person. I'm dating genuinely to get to know this person, to see who they are, to um, make them feel seen, heard, loved, and valued, to let them know that I'm curious about them as a human and they're story. And I'm also dating them to figure out and analyze and evaluate if I actually want to be in a relationship with this person. But would I be in a relationship with somebody that I only went on one, two or three dates with? No, girl, no. And here's the deal. Unless you want a reality show. Yeah, right? I mean, there we go. Then we could go to Love is Blind or The Bachelor. I didn't and then there you are. Yeah. <laughs> I spent two days with you in a pod and now we're engaged. I'm like, wow. At what? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I mean, but that is the reality what some people are doing in real life. Um, just without the pod, you know, like this is that mm-hmm. people are doing this because they're dating out of scarcity. It's like, oh, I see a good thing and I need to latch onto it. I have to make it happen and put all my eggs in this basket. It's now, like the course- hunger games. Yes. But then there's the balance of the other side again that I want to just state again is like, of course, you're not dating to just pass the time because you see a lot of people also adhering to the consumer culture of like, well, I'm just going to date around forever. And when you, when I'm bored of you, I move on to the next. When I'm bored of you, I move on to the next. And when I'm bored of you, I move on. When something hard comes up or you have a need, nope, I'm going to go find someone else that's not needy. That's not the way to do that either because date, that's not a true picture of what dating requires or relationship event requires you know so there but I believe there's a balance in the middle where you can truly enjoy dating as an opportunity to learn about yourself and to genuinely and have a great time getting to know somebody else who's different from you and I believe you can date with purpose in terms of I am purposely dating intentionally being honest with this person about where I'm at and I'm genuinely here to figure out if I want to be in a relationship with this person you're right All of that. that. So now my question, my last question to you, because I've thrown questions at you this whole time. Thank you for responding. Um, What advice or encouragement do you want the people listening today to take with them? Well, here's probably the biggest thing I will say is that um, it's a, a, a breath prayer meditation I've been saying over myself is just letting yourself know and breathing this in every single day that you need to be nothing more, nothing less, but just as you are. 
when you can each day walk through your life and into each day knowing I don't have to be more, I don't have to be less, I can be perfectly exactly as I am. And that person is accepted and and worthy of love and belonging and beautiful and uniquely crafted. And that person is courageous and I'm proud of this person. And when you can walk into your days knowing that, it just, it and really clinging to that through all the arrows of rejection and comparison, everything that's coming our way, it really does transform your ability to show up in your life, be present with other people, and then also inadvertently deal with rejection because, hey, rejection will come no matter what. Every single day, in little ways or big ways, it's we are not immune to it. It will keep coming, but we can find strength in who we are and who we are made to be, um, and we can be able to to face the world in such a way where rejection doesn't seem quite as scary anymore. You know? Yeah, totally get that. I like mm. that you said you breathing those words. Yeah, um, and that just makes me remember the um, the the psychology of that. The, the fact that you're breathing those words, you're saying the words, so you, you're giving yes. yourself a mantra, um, and then you're breathing, you're doing a breathing exercise, which lessens mm. anxiety, it calms you, it lowers, uh, what is it, the, the, the cortisol, but stress. Yeah. And so with all of that happening, you are lessening the possibilities of self-sabotage, and you are building more of a healthy foundation so that you can interact and communicate with other people. So yeah. the, the simpleness of what you just said has magnitude mm. uh, has a magnitude of effect that, wow. that holds on and that lasts. So um, wow. thank you for sharing that. I mm. want you to tell the folks, my beautiful lovies out there, uh, <laughs> where they can get your book, where Yay. they can find you online and where they can listen to your podcast. I love it, girl. Crystal, this is so fun and you're a joy. Um, oh, thank you, darling. Yes. If people want to, if you guys want to connect, I'd love to. I'm on Instagram at Kateness and my, I'm also on Instagram at at Heart of Dating. Our podcast is Heart of Dating. You can find it anywhere or you can just go to heartofdating.com and you'll find all the links there. Um, and my book, you can get, thank you for rejecting me, wherever books are sold. It's even on tarjay.com and then <laughs> at some select bookstores, but then you can get it primed to your house on Amazon, which I find is like the easiest thing these days so go ahead and check out amazon and get it in two days which is so fun (laughs) kate i am so overjoyed and ecstatic that one you responded two you said yes three you worked with me on the scheduling um and and the conversation was just so effortless it feels like i've known you and that we've been hanging out and this is our phone call but it's a phone call with all the lovies exactly right it's a phone call with all the lovies out there and so with that my loves i thank you so much for listening to yet another episode i hope you will tell a friend and i hope that you recognize that you don't have to fit in anywhere you belong period because god made you just the way you are and you're special and we love you love you lots so thank you again for tuning in take care thanks for tuning in as always if you enjoyed this episode subscribe like comment and share remember you can find us everywhere podcasts are streamed post your comments and your topic requests on crystalsays.com or on instagram at the let's chat podcast Don't be shy. Let's chat. You and me.